Welcome along to Football Manager Therapy. I'm your host, Tony Jameson, as you know. And joining me once again, he is back two weeks in a row, the one and only Rich Owens. Rich, how are you, buddy? I'm very well, thanks, pal. Very well indeed. Um, as you say, two in a row. Um, I think I've passed the audition. I think I'm through. I mean, let's not get too hasty just yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe I've been offered uh, I've been offered a four-week trial. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, me attributes are starting to come through and they're not looking too terrible. So, you know, maybe there's going to be a contract at the end of it. Who knows? Who's to say? Poss- possibly, possibly. I mean, you know, you have you have done well so far in, in your first show. And I think, you know, the, uh, the, the, the board, the board are impressed. You know, mm. the fans are impressed. You know, we're certainly wow. building something here. I mean... It's um it's nice to finally get you you in and and sort of locked down properly and obviously you know we we got everything on the uh, off off and out there last week and and here we are rolling now so episode two um with a theme this week as well the theme mm. obviously last week was just announce Rich Owens and a bit of a sort of introduction to you as a person and to to our FMT community but this week we have a theme which we'll talk about a little bit later on we're talking about DNA. Mm. What does it mean? What do you look for? Do you have a philosophy when you build a club? Or is it all just search Wonder Kids, buy Wonder Kids, and leave said club once Wonder Kids turn 19? Is that a thing? <laughs> Some people do that. That's that's the thing. Um, but I guess what we need to do, really, is have a bit of just, just a bit of catch-up, really. What's, what's the mm. week been? What are you up to? Anything interesting? Because I guess, well, look, we're, I'm going to break the wall. At the time of recording, this is a Saturday night, okay? The fixtures have just been announced for the League One <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> oh, and without have. any hint of narrative, it's mm. Sunderland versus Sheffield Wednesday. Bannon You've... versus McGeady. It's got Champions League final written all over it. it. It's it's going to be. I mean, those two games of football are probably going to be two of the highest class games of football played this, this calendar year. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite incredible, you know. I, it's... It's almost like asking me to pick between my children. Um, and, you know, I could. I could easily pick between my children. <laughs> oh, so, we've, all, we've all got a favourite, right? So. Oh, we've all, we've all got a favourite. And I think, you know, I speak for every parent out there. It depends, you know, the favourite is the one that slept the best the night before. Um, mm. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. I was I was sat there, I was watching the scores coming through this afternoon when I was at work. And, you know, the, the, the top of League One going into today's games, it, it could have gone any number of ways. Wednesday could have finished anywhere between third and seventh or maybe even eighth so there was potential for it to go completely wrong um four minutes in see the announcement come through that uh we're one down wednesday have conceded four minutes in and it's uh it's george hurst son of club legend club legend david who i have some opinions about and his uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the fashion in which you left the club um mm-hmm. so i was like well that would be that would be a typical Sheffield Wednesday performance, you know, lose one nil in a must win game to a player that left the club. Yeah. Unacrimoniously. But then they won four one, so everything was absolutely fine. So yep, Sunderland, McGeady, Bannon, you can you know, you can take your your arguments over who's the greatest of all time. You can take your Messi's versus Ronaldo's, you can take your Pele versus Maradona, and you can you can put it in a drawer and forget about it, because these are the two greatest players. 
to have a lace up a pair of boots playing for pay per view. It's box office, isn't it? It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Yeah, Eddie Hearn's going to be advertising it. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I think Dana White's trying to get in on it as well. So <laughs> he really is. They've moved. They've moved it to Wembley apparently, which is really they have. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, by the time this comes out, we know the score. So, uh, mm. congratulations, Sunderland and or Sheffield Wednesday, whoever's gone <laughs> gone through in whatever manner has happened. But um, but we should mention, we should mention. Obviously, things have been a little bit different this week. Obviously, the uh, the community challenges have, of course, finished. So we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. Bruges last week. Mm. Um, I finished it. I finished it. I did get over the line and. I mean, I didn't win my own challenge. That's I've only ever done that once. That was the Leeds challenge when we first started, yeah. and there was questions asked, and 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 I still think that it was unfair that questions were asked because I won that fair and square. But I enjoyed Bruges. I thought it was good. Mm. I I sort of feel as though I was a little bit autopilot on it for a little bit. Like I was, I had a tactic. I was because I'm trying to use these as like sort of trying a, a different tactic or a different style or a different way of playing. Mm. And I was like, right, I'm going to go with like a fourth, a four. It was a four-three-three really. Um, mm. With like a deep lying DM as well, and with a, with a roaming playmaker and an advanced playmaker, so a double playmaker in midfield, then an inverted winger, uh, sorry, an inside forward, sorry, and a winger on attack. And I played Bass Dost as as a DLF as well to sort of drop deep oh. a little bit. Okay. Um, now it was fine. I enjoyed it. It was decent. I made a couple of signings that. I got uh, I got CC in for defence because obviously defence was like a bit leaky. I was like, right, need to get a defender in. Um, so I did that. A shout out by the way to David Armod who got uh, Morton Torshby in from Sam Doria. Brilliant, mm. brilliant signing that. Um, not quite, not quite the levels of me signing Martin Skirtle though for fourteen thousand pounds. So <laughs> that's how you solve a leaky defence. You sign a thirty-seven-year-old uh, defender on a three-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> Because I figured I'm not, I'm not staying, so I might as well give him a three-year deal. And because oh, um, he wouldn't sign a one-year deal, I'm like, mate, you're 37. And then I was like, he's Martin Skirtle, he'll kill me. So this is why I've been trying to do the the jujitsu thing, like for negotiations with Martin Skirtle. So did that, and then I also bought uh, a guy called I think Asensio as well, like a mm. Spanish striker who mm-hmm. actually was pretty decent. I made him into a poacher, and he was quite good. He was always what I found was I was nicking goals in the 90th minute, 89th minute, 88th minute, because I just wasn't scoring enough goals during the 90 minutes, but it was all mm. going to the wire, and like Noah Lang was like firing shots in left, right, and centre, and uh, uh, C- CDK, like, oh, stick, give, he is Hall of Fame, this guy, absolute Hall oh, of Fame. I know you're going to wax lyrical about him in a second, but my mm. word, what a player that fella is. Like, training-wise, nines every single week hitting the tens i'm like this is your man this is your man right here mm-hmm. oh he's incredible he's absolutely incredible i i got a bit carried away when the when the challenge started just just on a big nostalgia thing just because there are so mm-hmm. many players in that squad that you know from from previous iterations of fm you've got baz dos there um you've got balanta like the defensive midfielder oh, yeah you know you're like like simon minulay's there for reasons mm-hmm. you're like oh this is great and then you just suddenly cdk just pops at you you start actually looking through the squad you're like hang about he can play anywhere from the middle of the park to the front line he's six foot five he's quick he can do a bit of everything mm-hmm. this is suddenly this is the guy that i've gone from right we're going to focus everything around baz dost 
and you know we, we're going to try and I thought at the beginning I thought I'll try and bring in somebody else who's tall so I was looking at Graziano Pelle mm-hmm. but he, he he went elsewhere and then I was like actually you know what we can we could just use CDK because he's infinitely better um mm. I I played it was the formation I used I did like a a 4132 which mm-hmm. is really really similar to like the formations I was I've, I've used on very very old versions of FM and even chat manager so I just had deep line playmaker either side of him two central midfielders on attack because it's it's such a wonderful role this year yeah and then I had a poacher and then I had a advanced forward as well because I found that the two centimeters on attack were kind of filling the gaps there was always somebody there or thereabouts behind strikers anyway so and it was wonderful it was but exactly the same experience as yourself like a lot of games just going down to the wire nothing was there weren't many comfortable games there was always something and, and it, you know we you've, you've sung the praises of cdk i could not get a tune out of noah lang Nothing really, because yeah, he, he was he was great for me. Scov Olsen was pretty good as well, and um, and I would bring in uh, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Tajon, mm-hmm. Tajon, the other guy as well, um, and sort of rotate them three. But there was another. If you've not managed Bruges, by the way, like it is a great side to manage. They've got youngsters mm. for days. Like youngsters, there's a young Norwegian lad, sixteen year old. I'm not going to name him because you can go and find him yourself, but. He's a little prospect in the, mid- in the midfield. You can definitely go and get him in. And I also, I also signed Freddie Garin on a free transfer. Oh. <laughs> Just a, a man of culture. That's why. It, what what happened was it was we'd done. I think it was the playoffs. It was the FM playoffs or something. And someone mm. had used Freddie Garin. I looked at him. I was like, God, he's got like long shots for like just mm-hmm. 18s and 17s or whatever. And I saw it was free, and I was like, you know what? Maybe we could put Freddie Green in there. Why not? And he, yeah, he's cracking. Did, he can still do, yeah, still does the business. Even yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's he's fantastic. I went I went a bit bit of a weirder route. Um, Jacob Ramsey, the uh, okay, you, you he, used yeah. him before. Well, I, I know somebody definitely has a bit, a bit of time at posh. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. In he came and. I think I tried it once when we did the Sunderland save on mm-hmm. FM21, doing the big man, little man strike partnership. And he was atrocious. And I was I was ready to just start sending him some very aggressive mail in real life. Um, and I thought, I'll give him mm-hmm. one more go. And he played most of his games in that central midfielder on attack role. And it was definitely a redemption arc for Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Definitely a redemption arc for him. And then I got I picked up Dennis Zakaria from Juventus oh, in January yeah. for a for a pittance because he just wasn't getting games. And I was like, Balanta's starting to pick up a few niggly injuries because you know mm-hmm. we're, we're halfway through the season and his legs are starting to go. Hey, do you want Dennis Zakaria? And he's like, I'd like to treat the club as a stepping stone. And I was like, this save is not continuing past season one. So by all means, <laughs> allow, Dennis, allow, allow, allow me to polish that stone for you, Mister <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Zakaria. Mm. Mm. Is this shiny enough, sir? Is this shiny mm-hmm. enough? Mm. Don't this, slip this on get, it. Don't slip mm. on it. <laughs> this will get you a move to a big European club like Juventus, maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he was great. He was. I, I honestly can't can't speak highly enough of Dennis. But they they were the only. Actually, no, with the exception of one other Dutch midfielder, I didn't go too big on the transfers. I know some mm. people have done the challenge did. I know, as you said, Ahmad David. Um, we've had a chat about the challenge at some point, and he said he he went big. You know, mm. bear, you know, as you say, some of the players that he brought in, there would have had to be some bodies that left the club. Um, 
but yeah, I, I kept it. I, I was like, I'll work with what we've got and I'll, mm. I'll muddle through. I'll absolutely muddle through based on that. But it was cracking that's fun. That's the spirit. That's mm. the absolute spirit going, you know what? This is what we've got. And if I can't get you out of this, then, then I don't deserve to win. Um, exactly. But, but it's all over. It is all mm-hmm. over. We enjoyed it. It was good fun. Mm. And then we've now, of course, announced this month's challenge, May's challenge. Mm. And we had a split decision. We had a split decision because <laughs> we offer up, we offer up, for those people who don't know, obviously, in the, in the Discord. There's a link, of course, in the description uh, of the podcast. So um, in the Discord, we have a monthly challenge, a one-season wonder, we call it, where we just, you know, take a club that maybe you haven't managed before or in a league you haven't managed. And we offer up some ideas of, of sort of potential clubs to manage now. And this month we said, well, okay, well, how about we look at maybe Santos, Las Palmas, uh, PSV, who we obviously mm-hmm. had last year, Santos we had last month as well. Uh, so Santos, PSV, Las Palmas, Schalke, mm-hmm. and Burnley, all picked by Mr. Rich Owens. Okay. Yeah. Which you know was your first task of, of in your role, mm-hmm. and in the Discord, in the Discord, the voting was tied between PSV and Burnley. Mm-hmm. So I took it to Twitter who basically PSV were picked on Twitter, but it was close. It was very close. And mm. while the decision was going on, we did say in the Discord, maybe maybe you should really be given the deciding <laughs> vote because it's, you know, your your picks and it's your first month in charge. Mm. And you chose you, you were siding with Burnley. I was, okay? yes. Yeah. So I figured in terms of, of being rational and reasonable, which is, you know, two traits I'm not really known for, <laughs> we th- I thought you, we could either manage PSV as Burnley and take all that silky skill that PSV have got and all their... Again, we're talking about DNA, we're talking about identity, mm. we scrap all that and go, right, we're not going to do, you know, the wonderful uh, Dutch pressing system or looking at tall football. What we're going to do is we're going to get the ball from the centre-backs as Far forward as quickly as we can. We're going to bypass that midfield. We're going to put two six foot eight forwards in, and you're going to like it. <laughs> or we're going to take PSV's passing style and try to implement it at Turf Moor. <sighs> probably, probably easier said than done. I think. Mm. So what I decided was, how's about we have two challenges this month, and you can pick. You can either manage PSV or you can manage Burnley, and that's that's what we've done. And weirdly, in the Discord, no one has posted anything about managing PSV. <laughs> <laughs> apart from our mod Rogi, apart from our mod mm. Rogi, who has loaded up the game and in the same universe has taken PSV and Burnley and has assured <laughs> us he is not going to sell players between the two clubs. So mm. that I'm looking forward to. That I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Rogi's doing double duty. We, we, we need more Rogies in the world. What a guy. What a guy. Rogue by name, rogue by nature. I know clearly. he's he's a maverick. He's a maverick. I think my my way of looking at it, I think somebody, some, I think it was somebody in the Discord made made a reference to the fact that in their mind, and I hadn't thought about it this way, but they they articulated it quite well. Hmm. PSV immediately after Bruges, comparatively similar in terms of what you're probably going to be achieving. You'll get some kind of European run out of it. You're going to be you're going to be challenging for the league. You're going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. Whereas with Burnley, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit more of a you know, a bit of a different set of circumstances. So mm. 
So that that's that's one of the things that nudged nudged it uh, towards Burnley for me. Obviously, you know, as as well, you know, there's there's a uh, you know a little bit of a reference to uh, former host Matt Richards and his, his wonderful Burnley retirement home save as well. So. Which, which ironically is if there's the sort of thing that I would have been doing, right? And he and he even texts me when he goes, <laughs> I'm gonna do a Burnley retirement thing. I was like, that's clearly like the idea that I would do. Like and he's yeah. like, I know. And then they got a bit of traction on Twitter and he's like, I should have done this months ago. I was like, I told you you should have done this months mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So so yes, and of course there is of course Big Veg as well. So Oh absolutely. Yeah, mm. There's that to play with. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting in on it. Um I'll I'll start at Burnley. If I have the time, I'll do PSV because I quite mm. fancy managing PSV on this cycle. But mm. I have avoided the Premier League this season for obvious reasons. But I think Burnley could be fun. Burnley could mm. be fun. Low block four four two. I think mm-hmm. is my way to do it. Um, if you're interested, of course, in taking part, do do join the Discord and come in and hang out with us. It is just a bit of fun, really. Um, and if you do end up winning or get the furthest or the most successful then you get an invite into the tgfm versus the community draft which we hold next month which is always a good fun and a good mm-hmm. bit of laugh as well and at the minute we're trying to work that where we can have a sort of champion of champions towards the end of the fm 22 game cycle uh where you will be battling other members of the community and the computer because that won <laughs> that won the competition one month <laughs> Yeah, you don't get that in the FM playoffs, do you? When was the last time the computer won the streamer showdown? Never. Streamer showdown, the computer is banned from the streamer showdown. It's never, <laughs> never made an appearance. Whereas TGFM versus the community, all it's it's in straight away. It's almost exactly. like it instigated the uh, the tournament. So <laughs> so yeah, so that's in there. So come and join us uh, over there. There, it's always a lot of fun to uh, to play. And I guess that kind of leads slightly into. The topic of DNA, then, because mm. I think saying there, trying to look at a team like PSV, which again has a, a very strong identity, and Burnley, which of course has a very strong identity, how you tackle these saves and how you tackle saves in general, I suppose people maybe tackle these one season wonder saves slightly different. I will personally hold my hand up and say I attack them exactly the same way as if I was doing a long-term save. I don't attack them as in I'm going to buy a whole bunch of players on the never-never and and sort of like wreck the books, essentially, mm. which you know we've seen in the past. Some people have done that to go, oh, I've bought X, Y, and Z. And you're like, well, how have you done that? And they've sort of said, well, I'm only here for a year. Like I don't need to make the finances work. Like I can bankrupt the club. And I'm like, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Like... Mm fine but i always treat it as as this is a long-term thing like when i when we did i always go back to rops mm. in finland i had five seasons at rops after that one season wonder <laughs> i loved it i loved the finnish league it was brilliant and i just mm. kept going and 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 uh and i city in china that was set for for a continuation season as well so looking at what you do with psv or what you do with burnley I guess it's kind of there's a few things jump out straight away, really. Like like how would you approach it? And then we'll get into how you approach your own saves. Like like do you have a specific idea in mind? Like we're talking club DNA, like things that identify not just the club that you're managing, but your specific players that you go for. Like, do you have something in your head where you go, 
these are my must-haves. Like, I have a philosophy and I wish to instill it, and this is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It, I, think, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's, it's you know, it, the way that... Um, I think the way, as we said on, on last week's pod, everyone that plays the game plays it in a different way to some extent. Mm-hmm. I think the way that I look at it when you're approaching your long-term saves, I think for me, part of the enjoyment is managing to, you know... Put your own imprint on a club um you know mm-hmm. the way that you know your your transfer policy you know be it the, the, the players you're bringing in being it the way you're going to set the team up to play every week um i think it's important to make your own mark on each team i also think it's it's you know comparatively important if you if especially if it's a long-term save um something that's going to be sustainable in the long run in terms of again how you're bringing in players um you know use of things like your youth system um, when you've got players coming through there. Um, I know that you spoke about it quite a lot last year um, during, well, with start the start of this cycle as well with your streams. You know, you've got ideal attributes that you're looking for, the players that are coming in. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one for me. That's, that's you know, players with, you know, for me, it's things like, you know, teamwork, decision-making, stamina, you know, bravery. Those, those are the big ones that I look for in players. Because I think they, they, a lot of the time, if you've got those building blocks, you get, you're, you're on to a very, very strong start. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. Like for me, like we, we're quite similar ones, quite similar to yourself. Like I, mm. I always go for four. I, I always say I have four key metrics because mm. what we were doing, you mentioned the streams this, this year, we were, mm. we were looking to build a nation in Indonesia. So I wanted very, very, very specific players to help develop that nation. So I wanted, high work rate or as high work rate as I could get so like mm. for me work rate is always the one okay mm-hmm. teamwork is mm-hmm. always the one determination is always the one and stamina they mm. are my four they're my four key ones and I, and I won't budge on those I think for me I think technical skills can be learned mm-hmm. and developed but your absolute key personality if you're not willing to put the work in if you're not willing to try, if you're not willing to bust your guts on the pitch for 90 minutes, leave it all out there and then come in and go, was that enough? Mm. It's not going to work. Like mm. I need those. I need that commitment of players. You can have maybe one player who isn't as committed, but has the high flair attributes and is the bit of the show pony. If you're in a club or a nation that allows for that, but in Indonesia, you don't have space for show ponies like <laughs> you just have you just have like workhorses like literally mm. literal workhorses like just try and and get the ball and, and and fight as much as you can maybe this is my my lower lower league manager in me that is like i'm a relegation man i'm not a mm. i'm not a promotion i'm not a title winner i'm like for me i just want to graft put a shift in it's the most northern Sunday league you can possibly <laughs> work hard, right? And if you come in and you've not got blood on your shirt, you've not tried hard enough, right? That's and if it's your blood, you've not tried. If it needs to be somebody else's, at least three different people's blood on your shirt, right? <laughs> that's what you want, and preferably one could be the refs, right? Yeah. That's that's what I want from my players. Not mm-hmm. attempts overhead kicks, which, no. to be fair, I once had a left winger who did that, and I was like. 
No. <laughs> we're, we're training that out of you. <laughs> no. Left, left winger attempts overhead kicks. Start training. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's. I, I completely agree. And I, I, I think it's, you know, a, a, a big part of the way that you also get enjoyment out of the game. You know, as, as you've quite rightly said, you know, there's, there's no point in having a team of, you know, 10 absolute grafters and then like a Delta wrapped. There's just no point, mm. you know, he'll do some step overs, but he's not going to track back and he's not going to do the things that you need to fit your system. So yeah, it's, it's those key metrics. Stamina is the biggest one for me because, you know, mm. With stamina at stadium, and it ties really nicely into work rate because, you know, you're not necessarily expecting perfection from your team on a weekly basis. But if they've got the high determination, they've got the high stamina, they're at least going to be in a position to, you know, that they get, they're, they're, they're busting a the gut to get back across the halfway line, you know, after they've lost possession mm-hmm. and there's, there's some, somebody's breaking. You know, it's those are the things that, that matter the most to me when I'm looking at players. And I think if you if you can find the right players with those stats, then I think you could, as you say, the technicals could be learned. You know, there's a there's an Argentinian striker I had in my um, in my Mexican save at the start of the year, and his technical stats, so his technical attributes, not great, not great at all. You know, like pretty pretty average. You know, 11s, 12s across the board. You know, maybe the odd 13, but his his physical and mental attributes were incredible absolutely incredible and it ticked all the right boxes you know super high aggression as well which was you know it was it was you know which is always fun with a striker yeah. is it you know he'll challenge for every header but he may also just go in two fitted on you out of spite um you know <laughs> he's, he's going to score a hat trick or he's going to get sent off um there's, there's there's no middle ground yeah um first couple of seasons he average performances you know in terms of his is is end of season is statistics the end of the season in terms of goals you know that, that kind of thing average but then just because he was willing to work that hard he was always in the right position season after season those those uh, those end of season goal scoring stats they they started to climb and he wasn't getting massively better in terms of the tacticals it's just that he was working and you just, you can't put a price on that there was nobody else that you know other clubs were interested and I was like I can't find anybody else within my budget, who's willing to come and play in Mexico, who even comes close. So it was like, nope, he stays. He stays forever. He gets as much money as he wants. I can't afford to lose him because he just, he mm. ticks so many boxes and it's rare to find a player like that that, that ticks them at that level. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. And and I think, I think you're right when you say that stamina is the one, like stamina, mm. I used to always say fitness, and then I realised that fitness probably wasn't the right metric, and, and stamina was mm. definitely the right metric. I also like, I also like leadership. If I can get a bit of leadership mm. in there, it's quite good. But but what you're saying is 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 absolutely correct. Like, you look at these players who may be on paper, mm. you wouldn't necessarily go for. You wouldn't say these are the elite level players, but they mm. just do a job. And mm. there's enough players in real life who who completely fit that um, moniker. And mm. in order to look at this game and seeing how you can recruit based on that, like mm-hmm. it seems fairly straightforward. I mean, we put it out again to, to the community to sort of say, look, you know, what, what are people looking at? Um, you know, FM Trek said he's doing a series on Man United with five key attributes. We had a look at the, the series. It's a series called DNA. So again, we've got the link down below in the, uh, in the description. Go and check it out. He's 
he's again pretty much the same as we're talking you know determination work rate uh, he looks at again at stamina he looks at uh, he looks at influence is in there as well you know so uh spencer who's a tailor-made gaming says he's currently started brighton save looking to implement dna for the first time only looking to sign players who have high work rate, teamwork, stamina. <laughs> but he's looking for 17s. I mean, 17s in Indonesia. You're not getting 17 in Indonesia. I mean, for Seven, me, 17 is very high. But, mm. like, I say anything, 15 and over, I think, is the... is If you're in the top-level division, 15 and over, basically. Mm. Um, Classic Katie, pointless in the in the direction of FM Grasshopper and, uh, and his DNA... Uh, series La Plata, which is on uh, Coffee House. Um, it's coffeehousefm.com, and it's amazing, by the way. Again, I've got a link there. Definitely go and read that. That is an amazing blog, right? And it, graphically, it's superb as well. So do go and, and read out uh, Grasshopper's work. We also look at um, Edinburgh, FM Edinburgh here, says youth over high-profile signings. I think I'd agree mm. with that as well. Developing players using the Youth Academy. We've got mentally, physically strong players, which is, again, that works pretty handy with mm. Burnley, I think, if you're looking <laughs> at mentality and, and, and physicality. We've got composure, we've got determination, fitness, technique, work rate, pace. I mean, would you go pace? Would you go acceleration? It's here or there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think I think in 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 that respect, I think it depends a lot on on the role you you want that player to play mm-hmm. in in your team or in your system. You know, it's for me they're not necessarily essential. Yeah, uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to you know things like you know pace, um, acceleration, it's nice to have somebody who's got some as an option off the bench if you're chasing a game, for example. You know, mm-hmm. a, a nippy striker is always going to be beneficial, but it's not it's not essential. It's not essential criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then we got a really interesting one from Paul Wandless, who now I like Paul. Paul Paul's been following us for a while. Um, Paul is a former manager of a I want to say Norwegian seventh tier football club, uh, an Englishman living out in Norway. Um, he's now currently a scout, so he knows what he's talking about. Okay, and uh, so yeah, big shout out to Paul Wandless. Give the man a follow over on Twitter, by the way. Uh, he says for, for himself, he says, Club, my clubs always need to develop their own talent. And after 15 seasons, this is a really interesting point, by the way. 15 seasons, mm-hmm. he says, after 15 seasons, I have to have around 15 of the 25 through the club system or being with me since 16 or 17. And by that point, I'm never buying players over that age again. Go big or go home, he says. Um, slower climb due to putting a lot of money into facilities all the time and recruitment, etc. But long-term feeling is it's worth it. It feels like a community club with this plan. Now, that is very interesting. I... Because it ties mm. into something that Fox in the Box said on one of his videos. Again, check out the description. Mm. He says that club DNA is something for a long-term save and not a short-term save. And I thought, that's really interesting. Mm. That's really interesting because he's probably right to really change the club dynamic and the club philosophy. Yes, it is. You can't change the club's DNA overnight. I mean, Manchester United, I suppose, is the perfect example right now. Arsenal as well. Mm. Like, the dynamic that's there, the you know how Ferguson had the team, how Wenger had the team, 
Look at the amount of managers who've gone in and just can't change what's wrong. Spurs, like people say, that something's mm-hmm. broken within the club. Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> so many examples <laughs> of, of clubs that just... Leeds used to be the example as well. Mm. And it was only at that point when, when these two comments were made, Fox in the Box, Paul Wanderlis, said they're talking about 15 seasons. I'm like... Yeah, that's why I get on board with it because I'm there for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I'm not in change something dramatically in a short space of time and then get out. Does that have a different bearing on, on on anything for you? I think it's it's a super articulate way of putting, isn't it? Like it's it makes mm. a lot of sense. I mean, you see, you know, there's a lot of people who stream things like um, you know the, the the Glory Hunter saves on you know, and they're they're. The, the point of the save is to win as many, you know, high class honors as you can around Europe, around the world as quickly as possible. So mm-hmm. the approach to those kind of saves and, you know, you're not looking to implement, you know, you're not looking to make a mark on a club. You're not looking to change the DNA, the way it sets up. You just in, I want to win a trophy. And then once I've won that trophy, I'm off straight away. You know, mm. I will, I will, I will take my Makoko and I will leave. Thank you very much. You know, whereas if you're in for the long haul, you know, I, I absolutely like what, what Wanda said. I love that. I absolutely love that. Because if you can make your club self-sufficient, if you've got the kind of club where you've got the right backing from the board, they've got the patience in place to let you build that that dynasty, That's that speaks to me on a very deeply personal level. I, I love mm. that. I absolutely love that. You know, it's... It's the direction that, you know, I know we talked about it on last week's pod, the, the way I've, I've got my Northwest Strong save going on at the moment. It's, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's the direction that the save is going to have to take in order for it to, to be successful in the long term because there are only a finite amount of players from the Northwest of England that want to go and play for Manchester United. So a lot of the money that I've, I've made from transfers and reinvesting into the club and reinvesting into the youth facilities and reinvesting into the training, into the backroom coaching staff the under 18s because that's going to produce the best quality youth footballers who are then in you know three four five seasons time they're going to be the starting 11 because there's going to be very few players in the current one left over that for me is is the dream you know that's you know because you're just you're just taking control of everything from top to bottom you know those having those youth players coming in you know i love that that's that's my preferred way for sure. Mm, I suppose that's very similar to what we've, we've got at odds as well. Like, mm. as a club, they're very keen to run the, the telemarketing system, they call it, which is recruiting players from the local area when mm. they're very young and, and putting them through their schooling. So they don't look too far outside of, of that, uh, of, of scheme in Norway. Like, maybe they'll bring a couple of players in, but the idea is that is it's local talent, local mm. talent that comes on the pitch and they work through the system and then mm-hmm. they get to the first team and they've been with the, they've been with the club for 10 years. Like, mm. And we, we're trying that in the save as well. Like a lot of, our, of the players obviously have been sold because that's the nature of, of managing in Norway. Like you mm. you get players who look half decent and then the big the vultures circle and you've got to sell to to reinvest and, mm. and hope that the next one comes through. So I guess that's, again, that spoke to me very, very, uh, very strongly about this long-term mentality and and for me like I do yeah, I, I do always plan long term like I, I don't think I ever 
which is, is ironic given how, how sometimes <laughs> I, I the board tend not to really see much long-term future in me, Sam Doria, um, Sunderland, uh, you know, but... But for me, I always think right, I'm here for the long term. Like I always mm. have this long term vision in mind. Like I, I love the idea, and I've spoken about it before. Like I, I for me, like next year, I've thought about I would love to do Oldham next season. Mm. Like, take Oldham back into the Premier League, in, into the, the the football league, because of course they're the first team that's come from the Premier League to be relegated out of the football league. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and there'll be a generation of listeners who go. Oldham weren't in the Premier League. What are you on about? <laughs> they genuinely were. They were in the pre- they were the first season they were in the Premier League, right? So I was like, oh, that might be quite a good save. And then, you know, again, good local area to pick players up and, and move forward. Or, or Darlington would be a good shout for me as well. Mm. But but the thing with these one club long-term saves is is that I, is me. I, I'm the problem. <laughs> <in that>. and, uh, <laughs> It's that's it, isn't it? You're you're entirely dependent on uh, long term backing from the board as well, aren't you? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's the, this is this is the saves where I have to take the club who's who's at the bottom with the lowest expectation to basically go right. Your expectation is to fulfil all of your fixtures this season. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Good. Yeah. Um, anything would... higher, and I can't commit to it. Yeah. We would like to be in the Premier League in eight seasons' time. I can I can do you a bus replacement service. It will take sixteen, but you'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah that, that's great, Tony. The idea of a bus replacement. But you, you're applying for the job at Man City. Like we are in the <laughs> Premier League right now. Not after I've finished, where you wouldn't be. No, no, no. You'd, you'd be you'd be bad down in Division Two. Don't you worry about that. Exactly. Do you remember that Gillingham game? We can relive that. We can absolutely relive that. <laughs> Um, and I think, and that, that's the thing. Like, so going in and changing things really, really short term for me is always a bit of a strange thing. Mm. Um, and and yeah, even then though, I I do still have a, a bit of an idea and go right. What would I do and, and how would I jump in? So, so I think potentially Burnley, I'm gonna still have the same. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play to Burnley's philosophy, mm. which I believe again is similar to ours. Work hard, mm-hmm. try your best, and if it's good enough, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you've got to do. Like we say about, you know, can you carry a show pony? I suppose, you know, there is the argument, isn't it? If you've got ten people grafting, you can have one person who can do the tricks and the flicks and, and you know, br- bring something uh to the table. But but it also depends upon where you are in the league. Like if you're mm. in a relegation battle, do you want someone who's gonna be doing that? Or do you want someone who's just gonna put his foot on the ball? Play the simple pass and move it on. Like you don't want someone who's going to attempt overhead kicks from from you know the halfway line or right. I've got I've got the ball in the in the corner, probably a couple of step overs rather than just whacking it up front. <laughs> like you don't you don't need that. It just brings extra pressure, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know the the answer to a relegation dogfight is never Hatton Ben Arfa. It's it's just it's no. No, no. It's, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's 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 somebody who's going to work and, and and graft and and like I say, get a foot on the ball, simple passes, just do do the simple things well. Which in mm-hmm. how how often do you see that that is as effective, if not more than you know? And especially with a club like Burnley as well. Cross if you try a back heel in Burnley, they're going to stick you with a ducking stool and try you for witchcraft. It's it's just not. Oh. They're not ready for hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, there's going to be questions asked, absolute questions asked. Mm. Um, moving, moving ever slightly on, I suppose. 
mm. with this. And we'll start to sort of just about look to round this conversation up. There's there's plenty of stuff to go and read, by the way, and mm. and, and double check and sort of you know any comments you've got, by the way, let us know. Like leave comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Like like tweet us if you have a comment. It's obviously at FMT Pod. We'll we'll remind you at the end. But a really interesting article that that I've read, and again I absolutely go and check this out. It's the female football manager. Uh, Jenna, she's amazing. She does spreadsheets. Mm. She's got a, a a blog here called DNAX, DNA in Ajax, like DNA Ajax essentially. And she was basically in conjunction with with her attribute analysis spreadsheet, which she uses, which I've used on stream as well, and it is so good, mm. so good. She's set about recruiting players for Ajax based purely on what she thinks their DNA is. And some of the results, in true clickbait fashion, and the results will blow your mind. <laughs> Here are 10 players you signed. Number six will shock you. Exactly, exactly. And 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 I'm only going to read the, the, the first little bit, right, because this gives you an idea as to how she looks at it. And... We're sort of on the right path, okay? She's got key attributes, five key attributes. Bravery, how likely the player is to perform what he thinks that what he thinks is the best action for the team. Composure, how unaffected he is by mental pressure, reducing the chance of making poor decisions. Determination, how much he tries to succeed by doing whatever he can to win and develop. Teamwork, how well he follows instructions, form relationships on and off the pitch. That's really interesting, really important, of course, with teamwork. Mm. Work rate, the amount of physical effort put into a match and drive to perform well. So we'd agree with that. That's kind mm -hmm. of what we'd already said. We're on the right path. Fantastic. Okay? Mm -hmm. She takes it a step further. She looks at the player traits and personalities as well. It's mm. the next layer. It's the next level mm. of thinking. So she's looking for, for model citizens, professional attitude, driven, determined, perfectionists. And once you hear those words, you go, that's obvious. Mm. Why have I not thought of that as well? Like, why is that not my next bit? And then she brings down to go, like, looking at, like, whether the player is, is developed at the club. Dutch nationality or just can they speak Dutch? And of course the idea of language has to go into this as well. Of course exactly. it does. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's a, there's only so many times you can click football as a universal language in a press conference. Because it, yeah. you know, if, you, if, you, if you're putting that much effort, of course, that's the... Well, of course, it makes it makes the most sense. It's it's so weird because until you read it, you just it's not the kind of thing you necessarily consider. Like I say, it's that next layer to it. But mm. when you actually sound it out, it seems so daft that you just wouldn't take it into consideration in the first place. Like how, you know, yeah, if, yeah, if you're building a team like Ajax... You want to sign hardworking players that ideally can, you know, speak Dutch. Why wouldn't you want that? Why why wouldn't that be on your essential list of criteria? It's it's no, it's, it's brilliant. I think I think she's I, I think that's the I think that's one of the things that you sent me when we first kind of discussed the, the concept of, of, of the episode based around DNA. Mm. And you read through it, you're like, this is so much of this makes so much sense. And it's I think I think it just it almost just takes it almost offers you a different way of playing the game in general like if these are the things you're taking into consideration like you know i'm doing a save based on you know um signing players from the local area you know 
to then take it a step further, signing players, you know, from the local area who may speak the language, who have the right personality traits, just takes it up a whole new level. And if you're ticking those boxes and getting all of that right, you're going to build an incredibly dominant football team. It's incredible. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And like I say, definitely go and check it out. Check all of the links that we've put down below from everything we've talked about. Fox the Box, uh, Trek, um, Football, uh, Coffee Culture FM, and of course Jenna mm. as well. Go and check all them out. All making great stuff. Um, and of course, do let us know. Do let us know if we've missed anything or if there's anything you think can be added to that discussion. Uh, as I say, drop a comment below or of course send us a tweet. Um, I think what we'll do next week is we're going to take a slight um, not a turn, but I think we're going to almost follow on from this. There's a lot of talk at the minute about attribute masking and playing without attributes, particularly mm. for Moneyball. I know Zealand and, uh, and RDF are mm. currently uh, really, really champion playing with no attributes. So I think it seems like a natural progression to go from what do you really look for to, okay, if you take all that away, how do you find your players? And mm. I like the idea because I do do a little bit. I don't. I'm not money. I'm not Mister Moneyball, right? But again, I do scout my players via certain metrics, and we'll talk about it next week. I don't look for things which. And again, this is like a. This might sound silly for defenders. I don't look for tackling. That's and that's mm. just a one. That, that's one. I don't look for tackling and defenders. Okay, I look for other attributes and other statistics. So next week, let's talk about that. Right, let's talk about that about how. We can recruit players without attributes, okay, and, and how we'll do it just via stats. So, again, let us know any thoughts you've got on that. Um, you can do it, of course, uh, via our Discord. Come and join us in the Discord and have a conversation in there. We also have to, um, of course, plug our Patreon. Thank you so much to everyone who's already signed up. There are still some £1 memberships, believe it or not, £1 memberships, which gets you exactly the same benefits as you would if you were paying three quid, uh, which is a bonus episode. You get the weekly episode a little bit earlier, ad-free as well. And, of course, you get access to the Discord. There's also a £5 option, a £10 option, and a, and a stupid David Goodger option as well, which <laughs> is like... Basically, he's got a free T-shirt out of it that I've not even designed yet. So that's... <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great tier. You know, if you want, if you want two people to just agree with you on social media about everything, so, sign up to that tier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, yeah, if you sign up to that, you get your own personal draft, which is amazing because it's me and him at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> just, just whenever you fancy, Dave, we'll sort it out. Like, just text me and we'll get it done. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, like I say, I like, appreciate everyone who signed up so far. Genuinely, your support is, is absolutely appreciated. It's patreon.com forward slash pod if you wish to do so. Um, it all obviously helps the podcast run. Of course, we can see we're on Twitter, which is F FMT Pod as well. Uh, Rich, do you want to plug yourself? I suppose that's probably the thing we need to do now, isn't it? Yeah, go on then, mate. Go on. Um, so you can find me um, if you want to watch me streaming. Um, you can find me at, at twitch.tv forward slash Rich Owens FM. Um, if you would like to tweet me some opinions, um, you can do it via Twitter at the same address, uh, Rich Owens FM, uh, at Rich Owens FM, sorry. Um, you can generally speaking, you can find me Monday nights and Thursday nights. Um, I know when this is going out, the week that this uh, this pod drops, I'll be doing some bit of daytime streaming as well because I'll have some additional time. So just if you want to find out when those are going to be happening, they're a bit ad hoc, a bit bit as and when. 
But um, yeah, just just follow me on those socials, and and there'll be some some kind of correspondence about it in the builder. Um, what about you, pal? Where where can people find you if they would like to watch you doing things that aren't this podcast? Well, bless you. Um, yeah, you'll find me on Twitch as well. It's Twitch TV, uh, Tony J- for, uh, sorry, twitch.tv forward slash Tony Jameson FM. And of course, on Twitter, it's at Tony Jameson. Also, um, as you know, this is also being recorded for YouTube. So search FMT Pod on YouTube. Drop a subscription on there as well and give the video a like if you see it. And obviously, we're around everywhere in podcast form. Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, the whole works. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it. So basically all we need to do now really is say I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll hopefully see you all next week on another episode of Football Manager Therapy. <laughs>